I think one of the great things about how how introspective and how thoughtful our generation is is that we're doing that work now. Like we're like constantly we're constantly like looking for that um, for that resonance at work. We're looking we're looking to feel um, fulfilled and engaged and like invested like in the missions we're working for. Welcome to Millennial Moments, a podcast for millennials and anyone interested in breaking down the way things are, creating a new paradigm, or just interested in what our generation has to say. The aim of each episode is to examine our fears, share our passions, rip apart cultural norms, and examine our deeply held beliefs. By holding space for one another in honest, raw conversation, it's time we stop being spoken for and start speaking up. haven't been as regular the past couple of weeks, but I've kind of just been taking some time for myself over the summer to work at my own pace and really only put um, episodes out that I really have put my heart into and feel like the conversation was really valuable, both for me and for anyone who chooses to listen to it. So today I am chatting with my friend Kahari Kenyatta. Kahari and I went to Penn together And honestly, from the moment we met on the streets of Manhattan on the night of my 21st birthday, we have always gotten along. I think we think on a similar level. We're interested in similar issues and topics, and it's just always really a joy to catch up with Kari. Again, we met when we were both, or at least I was a summer intern in Manhattan um, during college, and was celebrating my 21st birthday and a mutual friend saw him on the street um, and decided to bring him along to my birthday festivities and I'm so glad she did and if I remember correctly we ended the night at some whiskey bar somewhere before eventually I guess I made it back home at the wee hours of the next morning don't know good times anyway I hope you all really enjoy this conversation we kind of talk about everything from jobs to adulthood to grief and grief in the workplace, which I don't think is a topic that I've heard talked about that much. We talk about Kari's passion for singing and the choral group that he's a part of in Washington, D.C. Um, it's just, it's a really good one. And I think I'm just going to leave it there and let you guys listen and not have to listen to me drone on for too long in an intro. So without further ado, here is Dear Kahari. Time has been flying this year. I don't know if it's just like the whole like relative like amount of time and you you know, I mean like, you know, a a year or like six months at one point, it's like, I don't know, like five percent of life and now it's just like oh you know it's just like a blink of an eye it's messing with me so much because i feel like it literally was just the new year and now i'm like and now i've seen all these posts that are like okay six months check in i was like um excuse me 2020 is like far away calm down everyone yep it's so (laughs) weird but in yeah yeah, the nature of catching up like what i'm interested 
to hear about you is one like, what have you been up to? I know you're in DC now, right? Yep. Um, uh, okay, so the this side of my room isn't too messy, but I don't know if you can see it, but the Capitol building is oh, in yeah, the distance there. Yeah. Way cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. I, I, I'm a. I'm a big fan of DC. I'm a big fan of like this space. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been here. I've been here like two-ish years full time. A little bit over two years. So finish up at Penn, and you know, I was. I had an internship in New York. I, I was just all over the place. Like my, like by the end, I was just, hey, I need to graduate. And and then from there, like let me, like let me sit back and, and, and like think and like kind of like find find a path yeah. for me. Um, you know, I, I had some ideas of what I wanted that to look like, but um, but then I think you know like an idea of what you want to do and then finding the like that position where you can do that stuff. And then actually successfully like getting in the room and talking with people <laughs> and like making yeah. that a reality. Like, I feel like that's almost three things are... the problem with like <laughs> pen kids or people like that have the same mind as pen kids. Is you're like graduate, and I'm like okay, cool. I know what it is that I like want, and I have the specific idea. And I like there's this disconnect of yeah, but it might like take five years or ten years mm-hmm. or twenty whatever, however long until you're like actually doing that thing and you forget about the that like nitty-gritty in between of just like doing stuff we don't really like or like building up I don't know anyway but what was the um internship you were doing in New York so it was it was really cool it was a it was a good fit I was partnering with um so I mean it's this like big organization that tries to place um place student color in these like health spaces. So I was working with um, an adolescent health center and uh, basically it was in New York City and we I was working with high school and younger college students uh, like through this research process into the Lower East Side, surveying the businesses there um, and the sort of health services there. And then we were all doing some community surveys to just understand understand how communities there really felt about all the changes happening, like talking a lot about gentrification, talking a lot about population change. Um, There are a lot of old folks in the Lower East Side, um, just like older um, Chinese communities. And, you know, like that space, as they get older, it gets harder for them to to like maneuver through it and like engage with that space in, in the way that they need to to like support their health. It was it was great. Like something I uh, I really loved having that experience was just really just really empowering and I got really excited to kind of like pursue that sort of work. Um, and like, I mean that's is something that's harder to find, but then also a more sort of formalized skill. So like the sort of architecture and urban planning, sort of um, like that side of the brain. I mean, like I, I can think about those issues, but I don't have the skills necessarily um, for that. So like that was a door that like I, I was chasing after. Um, but you know, like that was like close to the few times. Um, 
So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I was able to pick up a little bit of work, like, through that internship, like, after it was done, mm-hmm. to, like, keep working in that community and trying to build and get a little bit of mentorship in that space. But, I mean, like, that, that wasn't enough to take care of everything. So I was actually bouncing between New York City. Um, so living at home in New Jersey, working in New York City, uh, through the week and then after the internship on weekends, but also going down to Philadelphia um, to pick back up research I was doing while at Penn. So doing that remotely and going down for research meetings and just to meet with stakeholders and the new research assistants that were hired. And then on top of that, at a certain point, I picked up a short-term contract here in D.C. because I, I knew, knew, knew that D.C. was where I wanted to get my start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I just hustled. I lived on Megabus. I lived out of a duffel bag in a bag. <laughs> and yeah, no, like that was that was just my life until the end of March um, in 2017 when something materialized and it wasn't it wasn't like the dream job but it was was full-time and it was down here in in the dc area and a friend of mine you know a room had opened up in his house and i'm like okay i have my sublet and i have the job like let's just do this dc thing and make it happen and we'll go from there i studied health and societies i was i was um, one of those one of those pre-meds that like floated into the h soft realm yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah health and societies public and and yeah like that's that's the dream so when i first came down here i mean it was just like some government contractor i was doing some kind of boring data stuff but it taught me about the market research industry which is you know like like a cool niche like within research and it's it's huge and I mean like growing growing and not growing now but I kind of ran with that and um once that job just wasn't working I was able to okay hey like I can speak to market research now I know a little bit about this I'm into health and I have this background in like New York and at Penn and I got into a healthcare market research job so um, I, I was doing that for, um, until, uh, I guess a month ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause I remembered like that was the, as far as I knew that was the last thing you were doing. So yeah, catch me up on the last month. And... Do you remember, um, do you remember that pen alcohol module that we had to watch freshman year? <laughs> oh yes. I do. <laughs> So um, the the black guy in there with cornrows, yes, that is Marcus Mundy. That's him. We sang together in Glee Club. We traveled a lot with Glee Club and outside of Glee Club. Um, he was an incredible friend. Like love him to death. Uh, but he he passed in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me was, I mean, I, I feel blessed um, that, I mean, I've made it so far without, without like a loss like that, but 
because it was the first um, that was that was rough for me and you know I kind of pulled away from friendships and romantic relationships and I like kind of disengaged from work also and I mean yeah like I, I feel like grief isn't like this linear process you know like they're they're downs they're like peaks and pits and life like like a long life is a promise and life can be short sometimes and, and you know we really need to um take like like look at the world and and you know like try to like take ownership of of what we want and go after that um and that that helped me a little bit with work because like that gave me a little bit more energy to come to work but then also to start thinking beyond that because I mean healthcare market research isn't public health I'm not really like making the sort of impact I want to make and and I mean after after all that hustling for those two years I feel like I was on autopilot and in a sense um Marcus is passing the wake-up call, but on the other end of that, it was also it was also just rough for me. And and like there were there were these days where I was just glazed over and like couldn't like I I, I remember I remember this this day at work, just I'm there like there are things to there are just like things to do and I'm like ahead in time and like if I could get these things done like the rest of the week would be wonderful but like my head is just stuck on on like these memories and and I just couldn't move myself to do anything and um I mean so kind of from two sides uh like I was getting to a point where I knew I needed to make a change but in that like deep place of grief uh my performance <laughs> also sort of slipped. So yeah, I, I I've had my first <laughs> my first firing. I resonate with the fact that all of a sudden overnight there was this thing in my head that was like, life is so much more than this job that I'm sitting at my desk trying to be good at, like these people that I'm like trying to please or like. You know, like, I don't know where I'm, where I'm going with that, but just this realization that, okay, there's, I'm very out of alignment with whatever it is I want to be doing, even if I don't know what that is. And the best thing that I can do to honor these people and their experiences is to just stop and like refocus on whether it's like a job sense of, okay, this isn't really impacting the world much, but also like, I'm not happy and all that I know how to do because I can't change these people and I can't change my circumstances like I need to find what makes me happy and that's going to honor these people in the only way that I have control over so yeah I mean thanks for sharing that with me and I get it grief is not what you read about or like what you expect it to be and it doesn't affect you in the way that you think it might like for me, it's a big lesson in control. Yeah. Like, literally, you cannot control anything <laughs> except for, like, yourself. Yeah, like, I I feel like after the whole 
journey to DC. Um, something that I was just thinking a lot about was was uncertainty, and I think that the point at which that hustle felt really good, and because I mean, again, like the the whole pen headspace. It's like I need to be making like six figures yeah. <laughs> in like, the next six months and I need to have this and that and go to go to this club and that club and fly here and here and yeah I mean like that like weighs on you but I think the point at which I sort of like just like came into myself and became comfortable with where I was at and and that journey it's just life is big and long even though it, it can be short sometimes but it's like there's there's so much time ahead of us and you know like in getting to wherever we're going like we on one level we have to be just like patient sometimes but then on that road we like we don't know what it's going to look like and when you're faced that uncertainty I, I feel like I feel like leaning into that has just been so kind of freeing for me the that was so similar and like because I feel like yeah the the pen person or the you know this type of person is like constantly if I'm not making six figures now here's the plan that's gonna get me there so you can like kind of trick your mind into like no no like I'm chill I know it's not all gonna happen now but there's like a plan and like maybe it maybe it will be 10 years but like this is what I'm gonna do now and this is what I'm gonna do next year and like here's the stuff and here's the people I'm gonna meet and then like sometimes it takes like life or life events to literally just be like no you don't know and then also on like the mm -hmm. beautiful side is like that that kind of mindset leaves no room for like the stuff that just like the serendipity, like the stuff where you don't know like who's gonna walk into your life tomorrow and give you a job, introduce you to a new yep. person or like all of this stuff. And if your life is so like closed to this plan or this hustle or this whatever, like you just don't know like what is swirling around, like trying to reach you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I like, I, I love serendipity. Like I, as much as I, want to try to plan and make this big picture happen. I hate planning my days. <laughs> I, I, I love when it's like, like if I'm traveling, like I land and I know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get to this airport. I'm going to get a bottle of water. I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to get a taxi to wherever I'm going. And I'm going to find a coffee shop and sit my ass there for two hours and just and just soak it in and take a walk and um yeah and and i mean i i feel like as i feel like bringing that like home like bringing that into like your everyday like like when you're when when you're in a new environment everything is exciting and has like this like glimmer of opportunity and I mean, it's, it's like, I feel like it's work to do it, but to like have that sort of mindset and orientation. 
I'm exactly the same way as you of like I don't really like to plan I kind of just like to see what happens but then also like knowing that that can happen by like just being and not by like let's throw myself off a cliff and see what (laughs) and see what happens like I'm not the one that has to keep the momentum going of like life yeah no I mean it's like the world is like swirling around us everything is moving and I mean yeah like you can you know you you spend you spend an extra five minutes in one place and like your whole day can change and like that like thinking about that like on 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 days when I get out of bed it's like so like something something fantastic is is outside or downstairs and I'm gonna I'm gonna chase that like there is no such thing as boredom that is actually one thing that I've learned there's so much to be like doing or like reading or watching or not doing and you're only bored when you're like thinking that it should be something else if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. oh this should be a different experience when really like okay well life's happening so like be in it Mm -hmm. i I need to remember that more often when i'm home in jersey (laughs) yeah i mean so do i like I, i again these podcasts have been great because I'll, like, record them, and then however long after, I'll go back to edit them and be like, oh, Madeline, like, that was such a good thing. Like, why can't I remember that every day? But, you know, it's a work in progress. <laughs> like, I, I, was, I, was thinking about, I was thinking about that earlier. Just, I, I feel like growing up, I didn't, it, I, it almost falls into that path and predictability thing, but... I feel like I imagined, oh, you know, like after college, it's just like cool, just like life, adulthood, boop, 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 boop. Like, like you travel, you have kids, and you die, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I didn't, I don't think I, I thought it would be like so much like work, like, like, like on yourself. Yeah, I feel like particularly like 25 to I don't know maybe 28 from what I've heard like by the time you're like 28 you've like you're working through that like 30 thing and 30 is not a big deal but so we've done like classic early 20s like okay we've been post-grad for like two three years but we're not quite yet into like solid older 20s but I feel like it's split into these two camps of people who are now aware of all of the quote like work like oh this is like kind of hard but like this is maybe what life is is having to now like unravel all of this like conditioning or stuff or like work and then there's the other camp who either isn't aware of it or has no interest in it and it's just like you know barreling through life still or who maybe when they're like are 30 or like 40 they'll they'll then start doing all this like unpacking and like realizing of life yeah i mean it's i feel like there's it's something like between like being like 22 23 and like in your head it's like cool i'm an adult and then like you get to like 24 25 26 and you're like okay i'm learning to be an adult yeah or or like actively work to be an Maybe that's it. It's literally it's, just it's the just awareness. That. Yeah, of like, oh, like you have to like work on it. It's not like, okay, cool, this is life and now we can do whatever we want because like we're adults. It's like, yeah, but if you want to be like actually a happy adult, like 
start learning mm-hmm. some stuff. Yeah, uh, that, that self-awareness piece. I, I mean, I, I spoke with, I spoke with a career counselor um, a little, a little over a month ago. Um, and she was, she's like an executive recruiter and she would, um, you know, she would just meet with these, these like older guys, you know, like, like in their forties and fifties, um, um, men and women, but they're like trying to like be like CEO or CFO at like these different companies. Um, and you know, she's talking with them and trying to get a vibe for, for who they are. But like in that process, you know, like they're realizing I've done this, I've done this business thing. Um, but you know, maybe I haven't been engaged, um, with my family the way I wish I was, or there are just other things I've wanted to do instead of, you know, 15 and 18 hour work days. And there are just other impacts that they've wanted to make. And like, they're realizing this like so far down the line. And I think one of I think one of the great things about how how introspective and how thoughtful our generation is is that we're doing that work now. Like we're like constantly we're constantly like looking for that um, for that resonance at work. We're looking we're looking to feel um, fulfilled and engaged and like invested like in the missions we're working for. I, I, I just hope that like makes us uh, a happier generation, you know, 30 and 40 and 50 years down the line. And then already you can see like the generation younger than us, they're going to be really different because, you know, they call us like the wrecking yeah. ball generation. Like we're like, you know, blowing shit up and realizing things for the first time and reconnecting with ourselves in our 20s and all of the stuff. And there's no blueprint for it. So it'll be interesting to see how like the younger generation like tax on another level to that yeah no and i think that generational aspect is so interesting because you again yeah you look at our parents and you know yeah like have a family and need to provide need to like get that house and i feel like the the economy is just different and you know like they maybe like identified with their job but then i think that when when we identify with our work it's it's like this different nature you know it's it's and it's not a just it's like hey like, this is what i do and this is what i've done it's, it's the impact i want to make these are my values and this is me reflecting them on to the world so i guess for for me i like like my my like end goal at this point like I really want to make an impact on urban health disparities. Um, after Betsy's podcast, I'm like mentally like putting an asterisk on urban. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> like, like no, I mean, but so- someone's got to do that, it. But then again, the like, the awareness of you know the other arenas is like just as important. That's not something that I can do now. You know, like that's not an impact I can make now. So I've almost, in terms of, in terms of like looking for things, I'm just like trying to put together the pieces. It's like, okay, what can I do? What am I good at? 
which of these, like, do I need to be better at? And, I mean, like, at 25, like, three years out, everything, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so it's more, for me, it's been, okay, what piece add to the puzzle the right way? You know, like, what's going to push me a little bit closer to to making that impact as well as okay you know which which one has like that sort of like family and like collegial environment you know who's not going to keep me in the office until 8 p.m mm-hmm. you know who who's gonna like where can i work where i'm still able to get out of work like no later than six so i can get to rehearsal and feed that part of myself too yeah yeah, it's it's just like not linear. It's like not like that domino effect, you know? And like at any point you can, so like the dominoes start tumbling at any point. Like you put your finger there and you stop that one and you turn the, and you turn the next one. Yeah, um, it's like flexibility. I mean, I've been doing a lot of yoga and honestly more for mental reasons. And there was this teacher that I had in London who, and I'm only realizing why I liked her so much now, but she would make us do this thing that I hated where we would stand on, like, the yoga, like, block thing on one foot. And then she mm-hmm. just would say, like, okay, now, like, do everything you can to, like, make yourself fall over. Like, dance, wiggle your legs. But you won't, but, like, not to the point where you actually, like, are going to fall off the block. Like, swing your legs around, move your arms around, and you experience that feeling of, like, maybe I'm going to fall or just how, like, you just don't know, like, what your body's going to do with what movement. For yoga, like, and for health reasons, it, like, helps stabilize your ankles and stuff. So if you're, like, walking on the edge of the road, you don't roll your ankles easily, right? So it's, like, readying your body for, like, those things you're not necessarily necessarily prepared for, like the hole in the road or the thing that you're going to trip over so you can, like, help yourself. Mentally, the reason I realized why I hated it so much is because you don't know. Like, you don't know where you are in space. You don't know if, like, you need to be leaning forward or you need to lean backward, but, like, your body knows. Like, your body just knows how to, like, keep yourself, like, relatively balanced and, like, you're going to be fine. And it's, like, kind of fun. You're just, like, dancing. You know what's going on. And I've been able to, like, try and piece that into how I approach my life almost from the sense of, like, it can be more more flexible. Like, every decision you make isn't, like, locked into this, like, other reality. But I'm really interested in hearing about your um, choir or your acapella, your singing group that you're a part of. Because I know that's been something that you've been really consistent with, right? And brings you a lot of, like, fulfillment yeah. outside of anything having to do with work and the life plan. And so I'm interested yeah how you found yeah. that and what it does for you um singing singing is so incredibly important to me um like performing like performance is such a joy um like it's so where i grew up in new jersey there's just a really like long history of music education you know it's just well invested in um, uh, I, I grew up in one of, one of those towns where the stands would be full at the beginning of the football game, the band would play, the band would leave the field, and the crowd would leave too. Wow, very <laughs> um, different from my, where I grew up. 
different thing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I I started singing when I like in a in, in a like serious like choir sense um, when I was I guess when I was ten years old. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I was about ten years old, and I I think by the time I was like twelve or thirteen, I started to realize it was something I really really enjoyed. Um, and in in middle school, um, I I think a lot of a lot of kids in my town anyway. In middle school and the beginning of high school, we all started to question God and religion in a like really serious way. And um, for me, uh, there's this amazing moment. Um, my sophomore year in high school, and I was singing with. I was singing in Atlantic City with the Allstate Chorus, and it's it's like 400, 400 high school kids, like like the best singers in the state, and there's an orchestra with the best like players in the state, and we're all together performing this piece together, and it was it was a Gloria, just like something something like a piece of a Catholic mass, and. It's by this new composer, but you know, in earlier in the show, you know, we're singing things from like Bach, like hundreds of years ago. And I had this moment where I said, um, you know, there's all this music, and and then me me being into art and architecture, also all these buildings and all this artwork, like create reverence um, in women of like this idea of of God of, of something and it doesn't need to look like anything. It doesn't need to be Christianity or this or that. But for me, I just I guess I'm just too much of an optimist to believe that all of that was um, created in vain, like created like for nothing or like in honor of nothing. Um, so for me, like singing in particular is a very like emotional and like spiritual experience. Um, you know, like American masculinity, and I mean, lots of masculinities say that, you know, you can't, um, you can't really be like expressive and like really raw, vulnerable all the time. And I mean, I'm, I'm a 20 something in 2019. So it's like, I'm working on that, but, <laughs> but on stage and singing, um, that's something that's like really accessible for me. And I, I worked through like a lot on stage through performances. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's this, it's this just beautiful, like kind of like empathic experience really just like thinking about the words you're thinking about the music and, and how it's how it's shaped and the story it's trying to tell and you're trying to put yourself in the place of, of like that character that storyteller and 
like let the audience feel it and engage with that too. And I just Googled <laughs> choruses in DC. And like the next week I, I auditioned for Washington chorus. Um, and that's been, that's been fantastic. Uh, just great people. Um, there's a new director. He started the same season I started. Um, he's, he's like just fantastic. And like, just really, he just really respects, he, he respects the art and, and he, gives like so much energy and um helps helps us like like return that and he like he pushes us hard and i i think like the, the musical quality and like the emotional aspect are both like so so rich um when when he's up front yeah singing sing, it's just it's just been a huge part of my life and i i really don't think it'll ever stop <laughs> I think it's really special to have found something that's like, I mean, a hobby seems like a very small word to use, but like a way that you spend your time that fills you up that like, that is its purpose, especially I think for our like generation or whatever, even like your hobbies can be hijacked by like, but what am I going to like do with this? And is it going to be like you know, another thing that gets me to X, Y, and Z, but, like, the fact that when you were so young, you recognize it as a thing that's, like, this is, like, oxygen, like, a must-have, a must-do, this connects me to myself, and, like, something greater, like, whatever that is, or whatever, however you want to conceptualize it, and that's, like, what's gonna anchor me. I mean, that is so special, and I think if more people have that, then probably the world would be a better place. Yeah, no, I mean it's and and like you're you're so right. Like I mean I I I think that singing is um at most plugged in, it's usually like in that performance moment. If you're an empath or someone who like is connected to creativity as more than just like a hobby, as like it gives you that spiritual experiencing, I could probably if the people who go to your performances can probably tell like when it's like that nth degree, like when everyone is so in tune and everyone's on the same page and it's like maybe the performance would sound the same regardless, but it's like that energy you can feel of like, oh, but this is yeah. like it. <laughs> you see, and, and, and like that's like one thing that, I mean, like that gives me a little bit of relief, I guess, because mm -hmm. it's one of those things like, or is, you know, hearing this guy on the right and, like, the woman over there on my left and myself, like, I'm catching, like, boop, 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 oh, like, that, that, and hearing all this. But in the audience, I think, like, yes, there's, like, like there's, like, there's the technical level and there's the emotional level. And depending on who you are in the audience, it's, like, one of those is going to, like, you know, just cover cover the rest if like, if that makes sense. You know, and yeah. Like I, I think at the like and at, at the end of the day, it was it was a great performance. I think um, I, I'm excited for the next one, and I'm excited to do it better um, the next time that I do this rep. Um, but I mean, like that's like, that's the journey. I think we wake up every day, and there's so much that we can be like the world is blah 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 but what 
excites you about the world? I'm I'm really excited about the direction this country can like start moving in. It's been a dark it's been a dark few years, I think. And it, it's not necessarily any less dark just yet. But I'm excited by I'm excited by our generation. I'm excited by the generation that, that like follows us. I'm excited by um, I, I'm, I'm excited by like the the ideas that are like being talked about in politics and and in healthcare particularly. Um, I'm I'm still hopeful. everyone for tuning in to another episode i hope you really enjoyed that conversation with kahari maybe as much as i did probably not it was such a joy to catch